Welcome to Coffee with Dr. Stewart. This show will provide our listeners up-to-date medical information from a leading neurotologist, neuroimmune, and genomic specialist. I am your host, Kara Stewart-Mullins, and I invite you to sit back, grab your favorite beverage or cup of coffee, and let's have Coffee with Dr. Stewart. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to an episode of Coffee with Dr. Stewart. I'm your host, Kara Stewart-Mullins, and we are revisiting a topic that we recorded back in 2017 on GAD mutations, G-A-D. Right, Mm -hmm. Dr. Stewart? Absolutely. How are you? Yep, I'm doing great. The oh my GAD. Oh my GAD. (laughs) (laughs) So GAD mutations, it's a common problem that you've come to find out more than just in 2017 through your genetics. Sure. And it's the link to a lot of depression, anxiety, Sleep problems, dysphoria, inattentiveness. A lot of just a lot of sadness. Yep. Right. Well, Can you walk us through? Just kind of refresh us. I mean, a lot of people listen to the past episode, but I'm sure you've been enlightened even more. What is GAD sure. and how so, it works? GAD stands for, which is GAD, stands for glutamic acid decarboxylase. Okay. And uh, glutamic acid decarboxylase, uh, which is a mouthful. That's why we say GAD. <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, takes glutamate which is the most prominent chemical in your brain. Right. And it's supposed to convert um, glutamate to GABA a certain proportion. Now, I like to say that that proportion is about 40% of the glutamate so Mm -hmm. that you have a 60-40 balance. And GABA is the calming agent for the brain and glutamate's the stimulator for the brain. So 60% of GABA is... No, 60% of glutamate and 40% of GABA. So you're supposed to have a little bit more stimulation than calming in the brain. Okay. But the problem is if you have a mutation in that, then that percentage reduces. Right. So instead of having more calming, you have more stimulation Uh. and the brain gets overworked. The brain uh, gets overzealous in its responses and it essentially wears itself out. Okay. And that's where insomnia can come in. That's where depression can come in. That's where... The euphoric, dysphoric well, feeling. You know, can those come are the in. classic descriptions, but the one that we've really laid our fingers on is uh, the inattentive form of ADD. Right. We talked about okay. that. Okay. So it's not classic ADHD where you have a hyperactive kid that can't sit still and is jumping out of his chair right. and all that kind of stuff. This is the child that sits at the back of the room but is completely distractible and can't focus. Its brain's going down two or three different. Right. Uh, thought processes at once, and he can't really finish one of them. And he gets overwhelmed. Gets overwhelmed. He or she. Correct. Now, obviously, uh, it's also the uptight white girl. <laughs> you say that in all mm-hmm. your workshops, yeah. Or or the the uh, basically the, the nervous Latina. Right. Because we see a lot of those here in, the, but GAD in Texas, is, too. But GAD is in a lot of different sectors. Well, I mean, GAD, GAD basically just makes GABA, and GABA is a calming agent. So GABA makes you think the world is a beautiful place. Right. GABA think, makes you think that you see everything through rose-colored glasses. Everything becomes right. okay, you know. And so it also relaxes muscles. It also helps your bowel right. motility. So when you have this mutation, it's not just a problem with your emotions and your mood. It's a problem with everything from blood pressure increases, blood pressure spikes, uh, constipation. Right. It's a problem with muscle tightness and tension where you just can't get your muscles to relax. Right. And overall, it's just, a, well, it's an uptight white girl problem. Well, when you say uptight white girl, it's not just thing of affecting the white no, girl no, community. No. I mean, I'm talking it. about there's a lot of different I'm races using it as, that have that. Yeah, I'm using it as a metaphor. Right. But the, the long and the short of it is um, it just wreaks havoc on your life. It's the people who can't shut their brain down at night. Right. They lay in bed. They just sit there and 
go over and over their day or their next day and they just can't get their brain A little brain OCD maybe? OCD for sure. Well, The so- problem is, is that the brain is a little bit backwards in a lot of things, which God made it on purpose that way. Right. Basically, the, um, the brain is the highest energy organ in the body. So the harder you drive it, the more energy it needs. Right. And the problem is if you've ever been around a three-year-old kid at the end of the day, Mm-hmm. they are running out of energy and they are not calm. Their brains are going wild. Right. And so what they'll be doing is running around. I call it running on fumes. Right. And then all of a sudden you'll find them and they're... Passed out. Passed out. <laughs> okay. And so the problem is um, the people who have the SCAD mutation, they look like they have a lot of energy, but come at the end of the day, they really get more confused, more distractible, more unfocused. and they Very really emotional. Have trouble. Very emotional. Yeah. So, you know... Let's talk about the genetics a little bit. So sure. how many GAD markers are there on the genetic okay, report so with GX Sciences? With GX Sciences, we have two GAD markers, which are the most common. Okay. Uh, there's actually probably 30 of them. Okay. But the two that we picked are the ones that are the most prominent, so we'll find them most of the time. Um, many of those 30 do, are not functional mutations, which right. means they don't really cause a functional decrease in the, in the ability to make GABA. And so what we're really doing is identifying the ones that are most clinically Yeah, and the ones that are most prominent. Correct. Well, let me give you, give the listeners an example. For me personally, you know, I've struggled with a mm-hmm. lot of things, sure. sleep and insomnia, a little bit of depression. Yeah, you're an uptight white <laughs> But I have one copy. I'm not a double on either gene, but I'm one copy on each. Mm-hmm. So tell me what that affects me as. Well, what I typically tell people is that <clears throat> when we deal with genetics, you know, we all have two copies of a gene, right. one from our mom and one from our dad. And so obviously, um, if we have a heterozygous mutation, which is one that's abnormal and mm-hmm. one that's normal, you're essentially making half normal proteins okay. and half abnormal. So that will reduce the function by about, let's say, 75%, I mean, by 25%. Okay. So it's still 75% functional. But when you have two mutations in the same gene, that right. means that both the copies that you're making of that specific protein have that mutation. And so at the best, that's going to be weak, approximately 50%, if not more. Okay. Okay. So obviously, um, I like to think of 60-40 as the balance for a norm- normal person. If right. you have a heterozygous mutation, which is one copy, then that's more of a 70-30. Okay. And then if we have two copies, it's more of 80-20, meaning there's a whole lot more glutamate than GABA. Right, because I can take GABA. It doesn't really do much for me. Right. And sometimes it might make me more excitatory. Well, that's right, because you don't want to take GABA. Right. The problem with GABA is the way that we recycle Straight it. Straight GABA. Straight GABA. Right. The way we recycle it is it goes back to the neuron and the uptake. And it's converted back to glutamate. Right. And then if we can't put it back into GABA, you're just increasing the glutamate load by taking GABA. So explain the pathway. So it goes... Because it's secreted out of the nerve. Right. As either glutamate or GABA. And it's GABA. What it's then done is it's taken back up into the supporting cell. We call it the glial cell. Okay. And it's broken down to glutamate. Okay. And then it's passed back to the neuron as glutamate. And if you can't put it back to GABA, you're just building the glutamate uh, in the itself by taking regular GABA. So let's talk about someone with a double mutation, two sure. copies. Sure. Those are the people that you see a lot of. Of course. What would you say your patient base? I mean, like, are these 50%? And you. You kind of can know by their symptoms that, hey, this yeah, person, but, I really need to get their genetics well, checked. Well, so I'm skewed. Obviously, you don't come to see me when you're well. Right. <laughs> so we just have to understand that we have 
um, people who are have other things going on, mm-hmm. and the more anxiety you get into, the more you stress your body out, the more uh, glutamate becomes a problem for you. Okay. So you really, um, God put it there on purpose so that we would be able to stimulate ourselves and be aware in crisis situations. The problem is when people cannot make enough GABA, they really don't have enough restful state for their nervous system. Right. So they really are people that wear their brains out from a neurotransmitter production. So that's why they tend to not only be highly anxious and have all these symptoms, but they tend to have a higher risk of depression and right. other genes start to fall into that, like COMT, okay. MAO, all those uh, mood genes. Neurotransmitter genes. That are that are accompanying it. Yeah, so a lot of people at neurobiologics calls and say, I, I don't have my genetics. I can't go to the doctor and get my genetics. You know, would it be appropriate? Well, go take some GABA because GABA is very inexpensive. Sure. Go get some GABA, and if you have the opposite effect and it doesn't calm you down, then you might be the one that would benefit from another uh, ing- nutritional ingredient. the answer is true, but obviously I prefer genetics. I know you do. I know so you with do. GX Sciences, we have not only the neuro... Um, the neurotransmitter panel, which is a smaller panel, right? But we also have the the neuropsych right. um, panel, which is a much bigger panel that will do with all aspects. Okay, and, you know, and you know, it's important to remember that all genes don't work by themselves. Mm-hmm. So autophagy plays a big role in GAD. Right, glutamate. It's another show. <laughs> well, it is, but we when have you, that show. When you have a GAD mutation, then all of a sudden you require more energy mm-hmm. in the cell, and that's where an autophagy becomes a bigger deal. So. It's not like looking at one gene and having one product. That's not the right. way it works. It's kind of an interaction of all the genetics themselves. But it is interesting, though, that you 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 know somebody and and you find their genetics, and it kind of explains sometimes that ah no, you know, it explains how their personality is. Sometimes. You know, I do that all the time. Right. Tell you, let me tell you how you are before you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> because so. I've been sitting here talking to you for a few minutes, or. Sure. You know, and like people call and like, you know, we have our Mood Plus, the Neurobiologics, and we have our Neuronites, which is regular GABA. Mm-hmm. And we have people that love it. And they're sure. like, oh, my gosh, it works great. And then we have those people like, it didn't work for me. And I'm right. just always wondering in the back of my mind, that would be the person, be appropriate. They need to know their GAD mutation status. Well, the biggest the biggest problem with the GAD mutation is the treatment, um, which I know we're going to talk about right. a little bit later, um, is just so difficult. Even right. pharmaceutically. In fact, they've been looking for a good GABA sup, you know, medication right. forever and ever, and they just cannot develop it. Right. And it's just because of the complexity of the system when it comes to that specific neurotransmitter. Right. And so overall, GABA also plays a huge role in seizure threshold mm-hmm. and obviously in migraine threshold and all ah. those types of things. And so the people who have this GAD mutation are much higher risk for migraines, seizures, nerve excitability syndromes. Right. Um, it's, it's just a little bit of a nightmare. Explain dysphoria, because I hear that a lot from, from people that, you know, talk about GAD when I read or I, I talk to people, and they're like, that. Dis, they have dysphoria. I, I what call is it, it negative Nancy. Negative Nancy. The, the half glass empty. There you go. Yeah, instead of the looking and saying, yeah, instead of looking at it and saying, hey, the half is gla- the glass is half full, it's the ha- glass is always half empty the whole right. time. And, and you can't more, change their mind. No, you really can't because it's not its not really their, they don't know that they're that way so much. Right. They just look at the world a little bit different. I, I mean, I'm happy that, you know, we came out with ProGAD Enhancer. Um, and I, I'll, if anybody listened to the very the episode back in 2017, that's when ProGAD Enhancer came out. And we used an ingredient, or you came up with an ingredient sure. in there, and we'll just briefly touch on it, called Phenibut, which mm-hmm. is beta-phenyl GABA. 
the FDA recently, about six months ago, banned it from nutritional. It says it's not well, a dietary supplement, yeah, so we reformulated. They didn't ban it. What they did is they sent a letter that said they didn't think it was a supplement. Right. And obviously they didn't send it to us, but we heard it um, from the other right. members of the supplement community. And we pretty much know the writing on the wall. Now, that's that was a great supplement. Right. It actually worked for many people, even though the FDA doesn't think it's a supplement. Right. And uh, many companies, there's actually a couple of companies I know that went out of business. Because right, because that was a big seller for them. But what we have is we just always look at the chemistry and we find another way around it. Right. And that's what we did when we reformulated it. Yeah, I know. I, ca- I called you and I told you, hey, mm-hmm. this happened. I just got word from another company and they were kind enough to call. And uh, you said, give me a few days. Let me think about it. Sure. And you came out with a new formula for the ProGAD enhancer. And tell me a little bit like what was going through your head. Like how am I going to replace Finibute? Well, the answer is you just go to look at the uh, look at the way that the um, the receptor is designed. Right. So what we're looking at here is we're looking at the NMDA receptor. Okay. And the NMDA receptor is a receptor that is basically uh, is stimulated by glutamate. And that receptor actually has multiple binding points for other agents. It has a binding site for magnesium. That's why magnesium calms people. Okay, and it's in the formula. It has a binding site for zinc. Okay. It has a binding site for glycine. All right. And we also look at ways to modify the, the GABA receptor. Right. Okay. So what we did is we just looked at that and we looked at how can we get our best ability to calm the NMDA receptor and enhance the ability of the um, GABA receptor. And was that through kava-kava addition? Uh, eventually we decided that kava-lactones, which mm-hmm. come from kava-kava now, you don't want to use straight kava-kava. You want to right. use kava-lactones, which is the primary ingredient. You know, in CGMP formulations, right. which are pharmaceutical type of grade formulations, right. we, we want to use a purified product. Because mm-hmm. if you go and read about kava-kava root, you're gonna, and I know a lot of people in Asia abuse it. Right. But they eat the straight root with all the other ingredients Or they in take it. it in super high doses. Correct. So we essentially took the purified form of kava-lactones, which was the active ingredient, mm-hmm. And we started playing with the doses a little bit to see what, what doses would really respond, and it turned out. And it's not a high dose. Mm-mm. It's a very about reasonable a, dose. Right. It's about 150 milligrams, if I remember right. Right. And what we decided to also do, which really was highly beneficial, was up the glycine in the formula. Glycine is just a straight amino acid, mm-hmm. but it has a beautiful way of calming the glutamate receptor. And oh. so it kind of shuts it off along with the magnesium. So when you put zinc, magnesium, and glycine in it, you really have a great ability to calm it. The other way we approached it, too, was to not only use the kava-lactones, but also to use just a little bit of L-theanine. Right. You don't want to use too much because some people have an idiosyncratic or a a reverse reaction when we have that um, too much of theanine in there. Mm -hmm. But by by limiting it, we wound up getting a great formula that everybody's pretty happy with. Everybody's really happy with it. I mean, you know, I use ProGAD in the morning because I wake up as the uptight white girl thinking of what I got to do for the day. Sure. A lot of people use it in the evening. You know, because it winds them down. Yeah, it's, it's not, not a sleep medicine. Right. I, no. we, but what it is is it's to calm your brain, relax it, let it wind down. Right. So I tell people if you want to use it before bed, you know, use it an hour or two before bed and just let your, Chill let your, your brain mind wind out. down. Yeah, I want to, we're about to take a short break, but I want to talk about when we come back, you talk about traumatic brain injury or head injuries. 
and how GAD receptors sure. and those who heal better and those who don't because of the GAD mutation. Sure. So we'll be right back with Coffee with Dr. Stewart. Have you recently heard the medical term methylation? Do you know what it could mean to you or your family's health? Methylation is responsible for over 250 processes in the body and without proper methylation, this could mean the difference between a healthy life or a life of not feeling well. At Neurobiologics, our core mission is to help people understand what methylation means to them and create products to support the methylation process. If you or someone you know has issues with memory, mood, fatigue, headaches, stomach issues, recovery from exercise, then take a few moments to visit our website, neurobiologics.com. View our videos by leading physicians on methylation and what nutritional formulas may be right for you. Overcoming a methylation deficiency may not happen quickly, but it can be done. Neurobiologics, pharmaceutical-grade nutrition created by experts. Does it take you forever to go to sleep, or do you wake up often throughout the night? Well, we have the all-natural formula you may need to help relax, rest, and be rejuvenated. NeuroNight Essentials by Neurobiologics. Some of your favorite sleep support ingredients all in one capsule. With melatonin, GABA, magnesium, valerian, and chamomile, this formula may give you the rest you've been missing. NeuroNight Essentials. Make your night a NeuroNight. Visit neurobiologics.com for more details. All right, and welcome back to Coffee with Dr. Stewart. We are talking about GAD mutations, genetic mutations called GAD. Dr. Stewart's been sharing his insight on how it affects people who have that mutation, what can Mm -hmm. be done about it. And we talked a little bit about ADHD, and a lot of those people might have that mutation. We talked about the new pro-GAD enhancer formulation that that has helped a lot of people with this. But, you know, and um, I've heard you talk and found it interesting when you talked about people with head injuries. And some recover great and some don't, and it could have something to do with GAD. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about it. Um, what happens after a head injury, which makes perfect sense if you look at it from a GAD perspective, right? is whenever you get a head injury and you're really not cognitively thinking well, if we were living in the woods, who do you think the bear's going to get, the person with the head injury or the person without the head injury? So what God does after any type of inflammation of the brain or a head injury, um, he basically floods glutamate into the system so we become hyper-aware. Okay. The problem with that is because you've had the head injury and you're trying to heal it, you increase the metabolic need of the brain. For GABA? For for energy. Okay. And then when you add a glutamate storm is what we call it Uh after the head injury, that's why so many people get that horrible brain fog right. following just even a mild concussion that can literally go on for weeks. Or months. Or months. Right. So what we typically do when we recognize this, this is where things like ProGAD come in very handy. We also want to mention a couple of medications that are very easy. Okay. You know, I love medicines from the 1970s. Right. And the reason I love them is because most of them are plant-based. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, Typically, this is where we recognize whether amantadine would be beneficial to... Okay, it's a prescription. A prescription, amantadine. And typically, we use the ones that are 
were made by the primary company, which are either red or yellow capsules. Okay. We also um, can use Namenda, which is a newer form of amantanine. Okay. But using those, they actually block the glutamate receptor. Okay. Now, interestingly enough, after a head injury, what we will typically do, in addition to helping them deliver more nutrition to their to their brain by using D-chiro inositol or something to help their glucose delivery, we'll also put them on amantanine and progad okay. as a recovery agent because okay. we're taking the need of the brain down, meaning we're taking the metabolic need. Now, is down. this for people that may not have a GAD mutation or? No, well, you'll know the ones that have a GAD mutation because they really get suffering. much worse. They get much worse. Really? And they really cannot sleep. So the people that really just cannot function following a head injury, even a mild one, even where you don't they, even know that you've got a concussion. You're a big TBI, traumatic brain something. injury, or concussion and so specialist. So that's make, where we have to know your genetics. It's really important in those crisis situations. Right. It's important to know in daily life, but in the crisis, it's almost an, a must. Well, you always talk about going down the rabbit hole or the vortex. Sure. Are those the people that go down the vortex, they've got certain mutations. And they can't get out. And, they, and we got to have those nutritional ropes in there to pull well, them out. Another common thing is that um, a lot of people who have GAD mutations have a um, a lower threshold for pain. They hurt right. a lot more. And those are the people who tend to get into chronic pain. That's me. Also <laughs> chronic muscle tension. Right. And so because of the narcotic crisis now, you're going to notice that your doctors are really cutting back on the use of narcotics, which is really not the appropriate treatment for this. So what we've been going to when we see a GAD mutation is we also have ketamine. Mm -hmm. So ketamine is the stuff, if you're not aware, that we dart animals with. Right. Because it it essentially makes the animal less aggressive, less less responsive. Okay. Um, What we know is if you're a human, you would be hallucinating. In those doses. But if we make it in a lotion or a little nasal spray, which has been approved by the FDA, we have no addictive potential with it. Okay. We also, you do not lower heart rate or respirations with it, even in high doses. So Mm -hmm. it's very hard to overdose on. Okay. And if you have a GAD mutation and you need some relief for your muscle spasms, for your headaches, for your, um, just your your pain sensitivity, ketamine is an excellent example of a a therapeutic for somebody with a GAD mutation. And what about from a non-prescription? Would CBD kind of be CBD really falls into another another category for that, but that's an inflammation control agent. Okay. Okay. It couldn't hurt. No, it can't hurt. But really what you want to do is um, just remember that the GAD makes everything a little bit worse. (laughs) Got it. Even if it's pain. So you're very rarely going to find somebody in chronic pain. It's hard to understand for doctors when you look at somebody and they look perfectly healthy. Right. But they're telling you I'm in chronic pain every day, doctor. It's hard to believe sometimes. Yeah, and and you think they're seeking drugs. Right. Well, what I'm going to encourage the doctor to do and the patient to do was let's use some ketamine instead. Mm -hmm. Let's look at your genetics. And if you have a GAD, which you invariably will, let's use some ketamine and see if we can take some of that edge off. Pain down. And people love that stuff. Right. In fact, it can you change have to have life. a prescription. You have to have a prescription for this, but that's the reason that we have it there so that you can understand there are prescriptive agents, there are non-prescriptive agents, and they blend beautifully because really what you're trying to do is you're trying to make a recipe for the patient to get better. Right. Because it's never a single thing. What are your thoughts on, you know, uh, children that are put on like, AD, I mean, ADD medication, Ritalin or Adderall or things like that? Well, you yeah, know, so and we it has change. some side effects. Well, the answer is they'll tell you. So if they get put on, you know, Ritalin, Adderall, any of the stimulants, they'll know whether they do well or bad. Okay. 
And it's the kids that are just inattentive and not hyperactive that typically do bad. Ah. And so what happens is when we get their genetics, we say, why don't you try amantadine instead with some ProGAD? Right. And let's see if we can get a better control of their attentive nature. And, and kind of pull them off the medication? Well, the answer is a lot of them have already gone off. Yeah, because they have really bad side effects. Well, sometimes. sometimes, you know, we don't tend to tell people to go off their medications, especially neurologics. What we do is well, a lot of times we'll look at their genetics, we'll slide underneath right. and start supporting what's going on before we then attempt to kind of maybe wean some of the medicines off. But well, you that's don't why you're the doctor. That's that, <laughs> You have to go through that with your physician and talk about the needs. Well, let me ask you this. You're, you're a listener. You are listening and you're like, oh, my gosh, this might be me. Mm-hmm. I'm suffering from some anxiety. I suffer sure. from sleep problems. I suffer from a lot of things we've talked about. Where would you tell a person to start? I mean, if they can't get in to see a doctor, would you just say, you know, choose, well, look at those ingredients that you talked about? You know, I would try some ProGAD, maybe some calming cream. Right. And what I would tell you is that I'd go and I'd look at GX Science's website right. and find a provider. Yes. Okay. Yes, there's hundreds of them. And go to that provider and kind of explain the situation. Remember, the people that are on the GX provider site usually have received training. They've been certified. Right. And understanding how GX works, how genetics works. So they're not going to be unfamiliar with understanding the concepts that you're talking about. I think out of a lot of the genetics that you teach, GAD is more, it's easier to understand, you know, at least uh, from a, a symptomatic standpoint. Right. It was shocking to me at first when we started looking at it, how common it was. Well, when I look back at our last episode on GAD, when it said 2017, I was like, whoa, yeah. you know, that was a long time ago that you've been treating people with that. So well, you know, they what kinda, have you learned? The FDA kind of threw a wrench in. Yeah. Uh, the beta GABA did work. The problem is a lot of these people, if they can't get help from a supplement, they're going to go to marijuana or alcohol. Right. And they're going to have a downer. So right. they're always going to go in there and they're going to go for something because the doctor can't help them. They're going to go to something that helps them themselves. Right. And so it's very rare to find somebody who tends toward alcoholism or abuse mm, of marijuana who doesn't have a GAD because they're going to self-treat. So in my mind, when I see that kind of mutation, I'll tell them, listen, you know, if it's a young person, I'll tell the family, this person and may the have young a person may have a tendency toward this. And when I see somebody who tends to abuse alcohol, I'm like, well, this is why you're abusing it. Are, right. Are you, are you happy, you know, with your lifestyle? If you're not, let's see if we can address it. Man, that's fascinating. I think that just helped a lot of people who might be listening. So, all right, Dr. Stewart, I appreciate your time today. Everybody, thank you for joining us and be ready for the next episode. It's super exciting. We're going to talk about exosomes and stem cells. And everybody have a beautiful and blessed day. This show is intended for general information and entertainment purposes only. Dr. Stewart serves as the chief science officer and lead formulator for neurobiologics and advises you to consult with your own medical professional on any information given during this programming. This information is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease or medical condition.